0: Tonight, I'm joined by three incredible talents, the creators, the writers, and the showrunners of the show, Little Demon on FX, all that and more. But first, turn out the lights, find a safe hiding space, and fall in to haunting season. Good evening, world. Welcome to Haunting Season. I'm so excited tonight to have three friends of mine. Actually, some of the first people I met when I moved out to Los Angeles, Seth Kirshner, Darcy Fowler, and... Kieran Vala are here in the studio to talk about their new show, Little Demon. If you're not familiar with it, it's an animated show that is out on Hulu right now, or if you're in a different country, it's Disney Star Plus. To give a little bit of a synopsis, here's what I said about it on TikTok. I feel like somebody finally made a cartoon for someone like me. Have you seen Little Demon yet? It's an absolute horror nightmare smorgasbord starring Aubrey Plaza, Lucy DeVito, and her dad, Danny DeVito. And the craziest thing about it is I know the writers, but that's not why I'm making this video. In fact, I wasn't even sure I was going to like it because I've never really been interested in cartoons. Little Demon is about a suburban mom who's raising a daughter, and on the day of her first period, an interdimensional portal to hell opens, giving her the power to violently rip apart the bodies of bullies with her mind. But that's not all. The portal is actually a homing beacon for her divorced deadbeat dad, and that's when Chrissy finds out that she's the Antichrist. Satan finally finds his long-lost daughter and tries to regain custody and sway her to the dark side, while mom uses her training in the dark arts to protect her daughter. There's blood and guts everywhere, cenobites and creatures and non-stop jokes, like an insane amount of comedy that's all so dark and twisted. I recently watched the first two episodes. I feel like somebody finally made a cartoon for someone like me. I'm so excited to have them in the studio today. They're absolutely hilarious. They're, you can tell from just spending a couple of seconds listening to them that they're all best friends. I don't have anything else to catch you up on today. We're just doing the interview and we're going to dive right in right now.
1: So I'm joined here by the writers
0: of the show Little Demon.
2: What's that?
0: Uh, yeah, uh, I don't. You tell me. Let's go around the room, introduce yourselves, and so we can hear your voices. Because uh, I've never done a podcast with three guests before, and I want to make sure that we know who's talking, mm. so we can hold them accountable for what happens Uh-oh. during this show. So, uh, Darcy, why don't we start with you?
2: My name is Darcy Fowler. I'm a creator showrunner of Little Demon. That's me. That's my name. Up. Oh.
0: Hey, my name's Kieran Valla.
1: I'm a creator, showrunner of Little Demon. I didn't think of a character. Um, hel- Hello, <laughs> my name is Seth Kirshner. I am a co-creator and showrunner of Little Demon. <laughs> and I'm Josh Bragg,
0: your host of Haunting Season, which you already know. So I gave a brief synopsis before jumping into this interview, but I'd love to hear you guys talk about the show and how you pitched it, how you talk about the show to your friends. Friends and to people who aren't your friends, uh, Seth will go reverse
1: order. Oh my! Um, I usually what I say with to my to people that don't know the show, I say, "Give it a shot." You know, it's a cool, it's cool. <laughs> You'll have fun. You might not. Um, you don't know. Um, no, but the show originated from. Uh, we used to do like mainly live action before we did animation, and so um, when we decided after doing a couple different like live action pilots, we were like, "Let's maybe we should try to to jump into animation." Um, And so we were, we love um, comedy and horror combined. And so we were throwing around a bunch of different ideas. And initially the, uh, the concept of this show was about a woman with a cursed womb. And Mm -hmm. then we expedited past that into the point where the, there was the woman and she had the baby and the baby was the antichrist and happened to be a girl. And then we aged the baby up to five years and then we age the baby up to 13 eventually um, because we realized that that's like such a very, very rich area for horror and for comedy. And because, uh, um, you know, uh, junior high is hell. Yeah, it certainly <laughs> is. Kieran,
0: you want to take a shot at this? Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, yikes. <laughs> okay, got it. <laughs> I always say to my Uh-oh. I
3: always say to people, I'm like, Do you do you know any mothers? And usually they say <laughs> 99% of the time they say yes. I said, Do you know any daughters? Ninety nine percent of the say they say yes. I say, Do you know do you know Satan? Ninety nine percent of my friends n- know Satan, have a personal relationship mm-hmm. with them and I said, You're mm-hmm. gonna then I say you're gonna this show is for you. And they mm-hmm. say, Okay, sign me up <laughs> right now. And then I sign them up for Hulu. Yeah. I pay for their account. And then, you
1: know, they, now they've all watched it 5,000 times. Yeah, he goes for did the I, live, did... Hulu live and ad free. So <laughs> yeah. it's, it's at 79 bucks a month for every... He's $600,050
2: yeah. in debt.
3: Yeah, I'm really, really, I'm yeah. really yeah. in debt.
2: So we tell story. him to keep Adam Sandler going. And Uncut Gems. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just yeah. on a spiral right yeah. now. It's fine if, you know, if like, one of us is going to self-destruct... I'm glad it's not me, and I'm glad it's not Seth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, yeah they, they, I agree.
1: they
3: consistently root for
0: my destruction. It's
3: it's it's calming in some weird
0: way. I don't know. But yeah. How do you pitch the show, Darcy? Oh,
2: I pitch what I usually say is the three of us did a ritual to bring forth the, the devil. And, uh, you know, we're real, we're just real into death demons were real. I'm just trying to say things that we Christians... Can, you'll be able to boil this <laughs> yeah. all down to like two minutes and you'll just <laughs> kick that one quick. Well, that, that,
0: that's funny because that was the first thing <laughs> I saw about the show, even before I knew it was out, it's was crazy. someone being like, you know, this is this yeah. is the, the TV coming for your children's souls. <laughs> this is a demonic
1: force of... Ne-. And it's like, it's a cartoon. Yeah. I yes. wish we had that power. I wish I we know. truly like, had the power to, to do any of that. If we did, then we, it, like, I mean, we'd have... Ten seasons already, like you know, of <laughs> our show.
2: Yeah, no. Someone just uh, met on on my Instagram wrote, "Darcy, why would you do this to our kids? You're promoting Satanism, Darcy. Why are you doing this, Darcy?" He kept on saying my name, Darcy. <laughs> I was just I, in my head. I was like, I don't know much about Satanism. Like we know about telling us uh, a story about a, a dysfunctional family through a horror lens. That brings it back to what I think the show is about. A mother-daughter dynamic and, uh, uh, and a... Cri- Am I moving the chair again? <laughs>
0: No, but that's that's a great point because like these people obviously haven't watched the show. No. The show isn't like, "All right, kids, buckle up because we're about to give your souls to Cenobites. It's <laughs> it's more like it really is kind of a heartwarming, touching story about a girl getting her first period. Hey, yeah. thanks. Yeah. And that opening Josh. up a portal to hell cuz all women are evil as, you know,
1: presented by exactly. the Catholic Church. Thank <laughs> you. I'm happy you picked up on that. And and I feel and Darcy was the one that really drove that for yeah, the most yeah. i was like
2: i am like eve i uh mm-hmm. took the apple and i'm being punished for yeah. my menstruating
3: but to everyone's point yeah no absolutely i think like really like we always aim just to make a show that was like really like rooted rooted in character in this in this crazy family dynamic and a mother-daughter story yeah and like the horror shock elements that's just like what we do that just felt very natural to us so when people find the show so disgusting or so like over the top or whatever like for us that's just like that's just what we do that's just what Mm -hmm. we do we never really approached it from that from that direction we're just approaching it from through that horror lens like Darcy's saying yeah
2: and to reiterate and going back to what Seth was saying earlier it it is it is that time that when you're a 13 year old girl and and her mother it is it it's a it is a time of horror like there's just so much there to play with and to twist and sub- subvert um, in our in our cr- crazy ways.
0: <laughs> so what, what do you remember? Like the moment that the show became an idea within the group.
3: Yeah, I think like when we when we all we all came together, we started building this like one or two pager together, and that's really where we found it. Like we we all started like we we got the idea to make it about this mom and this daughter on the run from Satan, and then setting it. In Delaware. And that's really where we're like, okay, Aubrey (laughs) needs to play this role. And then, you know, Seth's from Delaware as well. And then we're like, oh, he's like, Delaware is the place. And that's where we really found a little bit more of that like sitcom dynamic, that Mm -hmm. like week to week dynamic with the family.
0: Going back further in time, how did you guys get connected with each other? Because as long as I've lived in LA,
1: I've known the three of you to be working together. I'm going to say I may have been the connector between wow. these. What a, you guys what accept What an this? ego on can that Can I say that? <laughs> can, we, can we accept it? Yeah. Can we all yeah. officially say Seth is, we're not trying to say this together. Uh, Seth is, is, is the uh, connector. 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 exactly. Well, right. I re- uh, yeah.
2: I just want to say when I met Seth, when I was like 22, I remember uh, meeting him on a couch of a, a friend, he was so so nice and funny, and there was a party. It was a while ago, and then I looked, yeah, I looked over, I looked <laughs> over, and he had he had uh, fallen asleep in the middle of the party, mm-hmm. and, he, and he on the couch, and he, and he did that all the time. In the middle of the party, I still love a, it. I just wanted to give my POV of when I first met Seth. But also the
1: first time we actually met, I think was at a at a, um uh, we were at a pizza place with a bunch of friends, oh, and yeah. I gave cheers to like all old friends and new. It was so nice. The, it was very, it was actually very nice. He it was looked over. Nice, yeah.
2: It. it was me and all these people from nice Delaware. And I was like, I I knew Heather, Heather Robb, or our, all of our mutual wonderful it was a huge friend, mistake. and yes. Seth. I'd never met him, and he really did. He made a cheers saying to new friends, and he right. made eye contact with me, <laughs> like he wanted to be my friend. But, wow. I, but it was, was the a pact. Huge, the pact. It was a pact. Right yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was all yeah.
1: uh, monetary. It was all out of. Money. Yeah,
3: <laughs> oh, and I was actually both of their babysitters.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Y'all, wait, hold on. So you all kind of are like babies i mean like in the sense of like this is a rowdy group i have a few questions surrounding oh, that like yeah. um how 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 are you productive um <laughs> how, how do you get all your question. voices heard like you mm-hmm. know do you have like a dynamic that you've worked out or does it just happen naturally
3: i think it's a difficult question to answer just because i think it's like we all just sort of you sort of have to like you find your rhythm naturally and it takes a long time to do that. And I think on different days, different people have different energies. Mm -hmm. And I think people are passionate about different aspects of the, of the process more Mm. than other people. So I just think it's depends on exactly like what we're working on and what day it is. And that's, what's nice about having three people. It's like some days if you're, you know, feeling a little bit tired or whatever. Like you have two other people to rely on that can kind of run with it, and you can take a step back and you can get a little bit of perspective, and then you can come in with that perspective to the group, which is which sure. is really nice. So. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. And and I mean, it's it's crazy. We, you look at some of the scripts, which I have not looked at the scripts of season one for for a while now. It's a good thing. It's a yeah. good thing. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> it but feels great. It feels <laughs> real nice. Um, but it is crazy where like you can see it's just. Each one of us, really, like most most lines. Each one of us have have uh, touched it. Showrunning, creating, writing scripts in a very limited amount of time, um, running a room, running post, running records is all, always super difficult. But what's been pretty amazing in terms of our situation is, you know, when you're a showrunner by yourself. I mean, I, I know a lot of stories where where you know there's no one there to feel completely comfortable to be like hey take a step back and and I feel like you're you're you know I feel like you're you're focused too much on this part of the story or like or you seem super stressed dude and it's and it's you know going into the rest of the room and I think mm. the three of us have each other to look each other in the eye and be like hey I noticed this about you you should work on this and it's yeah. it's amazing it's hard but it's like we grow. we've grown so much I know at least I've grown so yeah. much
1: We've known each other all together we've started we've wor- been working together for eight years, I think at least eight right since mm-hmm. 2014 yeah. so um, and who knows when this podcast yeah. comes out so nine years um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no but we were working together for eight years and so I originally met Darcy yes in New York and then we started like kind of writing a couple things together in like this um, 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 like a YouTube series. Called uh, uh, "You Make My Dreams Come True," yeah. which is about uh, an all-girl cover band of Hall and Oates, which
2: was before Garfunkel
1: and Oates, which <laughs> exactly. shows you how old we are. We, yeah, and then Kieran and I, we knew each other also from an online thing. Um, I'll also plug that we need girlfriends. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, which we originally that's where we originally met, mm-hmm. and then um, and then I had an idea for a sketch that I wanted to do for I had a one-man show at UCB. And um, and I was and I was out in L.A. and one of our other friends, Rob Warren got Kieran and I reconnected. And because I was like, I would like to film this sketch, but it's like kind of it's heavier or anything like. But I would go. It would be like a two and a half minute sketch for my sketch show, like a commercial. And so then Kieran uh, directed that. And um, and Darcy was in that. And Aubrey was also in that. Mm-hmm. And so then then the three of us started. Sort of formed like a, a writing group or like sort of a creative group after that.
2: Yeah, because and then I asked Kieran if he wanted to get coffee because I was trying. I was for my first time in LA. I was like, I gotta get to know people. And I brought. And he chose him. I chose. <laughs> I, chose I chose. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. <laughs> no, and I brought, and we were. I was just we're talking about ideas. And I brought. I like randomly brought a th- Kieran a thing that Seth and I had been writing. Um, that eventually turned into about an Are You For The Dark kind type of parody that now it seems like, oh, everyone's done that by the time no one had. No one was doing um, <laughs> No one was yeah. No, I'm just in that and that. Yeah, I'm just, yeah. yeah and then yeah. you brought it to comedy. Lots, there's just things sure, that happened. Yeah. I don't know. We can go on.
0: Well, so I didn't know. So I knew you guys were the writers, obviously. Um, and then I was like going to ask, like, do you get that creator title? Sounds like you do. <laughs> you also are showrunners. So, and, yeah. and that's like a whole other thing, right? I mean, like you have, you're responsible for the larger vision. How does that feel? And um, is there any like particularly fun parts of that? Any particularly stressful parts of that aspect of the job?
2: It's not stressful at all. <laughs> I Very easy. Uh, it's so an hour effective. a day yeah. tops.
3: Yeah, we just kind of chill and let, the, let, the, <laughs> let it handle it and work itself out. Um no, no, I think I think it's like it, it's it's a lot because, you know, you're, you you obviously have to manage like the larger vision of like what the season is going to be. And that and that's one of the, the most difficult aspects, I think, is really landing on on that and the overall like creative creative vision of the direction of, of the season. And then, yeah, overseeing the writing of all of those scripts, working, working with the writers, working on those outlines, you know, punch-ups in the room running that but i think that's really that's really fun too our writers room has been incredible um it's just really wonderful people but then there's the whole production side of it which we didn't know anything about you know coming from live action it was a whole new learning curve in terms of doing all those designs storyboards you know all of those elements coming together and we were really really active in that process and i know a lot of like creators even showrunners on animated shows sometimes they just stay on the writing side And the production, like the animation side is kind of, it's really separated. Mm. But for us, we were really actively involved because we wanted to, we wanted to learn it. We wanted to know it. And we knew like the marriage between those two things was so vital and was so important. And we're the type of people that, that, that want to really respect every aspect of the process and make sure we're understanding it to make it the best show it could be. Yeah. So you got to like Mm.
0: approve character designs and and, like set backdrops and and all that stuff. That is so cool. Um, Did any of you direct any of the
1: episodes? No, we, no. We, we didn't direct the episodes. We did take turns directing the actors, but we didn't actually direct like... We didn't. We didn't storyboard. We weren't Im- involved with the storyboard.
0: Were you able, so. like, in the recordings, to be like, "Oh, you know, could, could we just try one like this?" Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That oh, yeah. sometimes Frequently, leads yeah. to yeah. like oh, yeah. the best yeah. moments. Yeah.
2: And and we did work deeply, you know, with uh, all the directors um, mm-hmm. and the super and our amazing supervising director, Jeanette Marino King. She has so much experience. She's the president of the Animation Guild. Like, we are so lucky to have her. And I think just one other thing that that. I think we found really uh, challenging. I mean, again, it, we we learned so much in in the in the production process, in the writers' room process. But um, it, a lot of time, people regard animation uh, as a whole different uh, beast than live action. When in reality, the 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 a lot of the the process of especially the developing and the writing, it's it's very very uh, similar. You know, mm-hmm. cre- to, to to break what you need to break, uh, with story and creatively. And it's just, I think a lot of people who are in animation, um, experience this as well, that the turnaround is so tight. It's much for, 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 writing for, it's much tighter, um, than, uh, than live action. And I think that's something that, yeah. I don't know, someday, you know, people do continue to regard animation, um, with more respect and, and give it the, the time for everyone involved, not just the, the, for production, it, that it yeah. deserves.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's potentially just like you know how animation as as an art form has developed in this industry. In, in all honesty, and just just in terms of like how it's traditionally been regarded in the past, um, you know, and 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 having like adult animation, and as the storytelling, you know, in television animation has has gotten like deeper and more adult, you know, progressively it's just like the way that companies and people work with animation hasn't hasn't really changed and and how it is you know before a lot of times you know there's some animated shows where the writing and the animation are completely combined like the animators are also are also writing it so that's a very different process mm-hmm. than something like this where you have a writer's where you have like a writer's room that's completely separate from the the animation side of it. Yeah. So
1: and then others like I think you were also mentioning is so that like some animation like uh, I mean there are certain networks that give the time for animation of course because Simpsons has been on mm-hmm. for thirty something years so it's proven that like you know they can do essentially whatever I mean they also they're they're like a factory they can also pump out episodes like that but other shows like like Rick and Morty I mean they have an extensive amount of time because they've also like I think maybe because they've like earned that amount or but yeah. but but that is very much the rarity compared to the rest of the industry involving animation it is mm-hmm. very much like it is a go 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 sort of situation especially with the writing
2: we haven't s- s- slept in a long time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really. you've been
0: working on this a long time. Yeah. So Danny and Lucy Devito have been—they're—they're uh, they're not just leads in the show. They were a part of getting this show made. Um, can you talk about that a little bit?
2: We've known Lucy for a, a really long time. I—I—I uh, I, I knew Lucy back in New York in the in the, in the playwriting uh, world uh, as part of a playwrights group called called Young Blood uh, in Ensemble Studio Theater, and she did a play of mine there. And then she and Seth got to know each other. And then she and Kieran got to know each other. And then three of us knew her. And she's the best. She's just the best and just such... No, No, I just just like how you (laughs) describe
1: like, you know how people how uh, a, a, a friendship group is yeah. created yeah. I like you're like so one person got to know one person and then the other person got to know that person and then the people got to know each other and then it was yeah. all sleepover was- parties all the time yeah, yeah yeah yeah
2: but but she but she was i mean the, the thing i remember when I, I i brought up that because the first time she ever i didn't know who she was she like auditioned, which is crazy to me and she was so good she, whatever my, my my workshop or whatever my workshop of a play that was never published and never will be uh she... we're, gonna, we're gonna get it published <laughs> today <Go home. laughs> we but are not she... gonna stop recording <laughs> but she was so i was like who who the fuck is this woman she was just so talented and just ever since since then and, and i know that that the, the boys felt the same way I don't know. I forget what the Who question. Who are was. you, woman?
0: That's yeah. what you want to <laughs> she, was like, well, <laughs> well, <laughs> she was like, "Well, my 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 dad is uh, Danny DeVito," and you're like, "Oh, of
2: course." <laughs> yeah, I don't I, felt, I didn't know that at first. I found I was like, "Oh my Jesus!" Christ. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the most grounded human ever. But yeah, so we had her in mind for a while for for the 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 little demon for the Antichrist. For yeah. we were thinking about Laura and as Aubrey and and her as uh, uh, as Chrissy and. And then we were like, "Well, it would be fucking perfect yeah. if," uh- <laughs> See, it yeah. Scene was David yeah,
3: <laughs> and he was like, "Sign me up!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he was, he was into it. Yeah, yeah he right, was right away. Busters, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: well, and we've mentioned Delaware. We've mentioned Aubrey, and I have the shared knowledge of like why that's important. But Seth, talk a little bit about um, your connection to
1: Aubrey Plaza. Uh, well, we grew up together doing um, um, local theater. We did regional theater and. Delaware in Wilmington, Delaware at the Wilmington Drama League. <laughs> um, and we were in a play together. It was called Four play. It was a um How old were you? We were I was <laughs> 13, she was 12. Yeah, it was very appropriate. The uh, most <laughs> awkward the most awkward because also it was like the it was it was F O R E P L A Y. Um, but it was supposed to be about miniature golf. Three separate couples and Aubrey and I were a couple. Obviously first time we'd ever met. Three separate couples, and it was very highly innuendoed. Um, and again, twelve and thirteen years old. Parents came to saw the play. It was a short. Uh, it was a short play. It was like a, a one act sort of thing. But that's how we met, <clears throat> and that's then we crazy. sort of uh, we connected on being just a bunch of weirdos in Delaware, um, and then we just stayed. I mean, good friends. I think, unless she sees otherwise, um, ever since. But um,
2: yeah. Yeah, and Karen and Danny did uh, competitive bowling together, which is just so crazy. They would. They've they've been in a bowling league for uh, seven (laughs) seven years. That's like, who do you think you
0: are? (laughs) I am competitive bowling. Yeah, no, it was, I mean,
3: it was, it was, I mean, it was actually, Danny and I, we played against children. It was duck pin bowl It was a duck pin no, bowling league. No, yeah, Danny and I, no. we dressed up. Bumpers as, and all. We dressed up, we dressed up as children. And we... They're going to
1: think my story with Aubrey is fake now. <laughs> well, that's the funny she thing so is did. that we I'm grew just, up yes, doing community theater as 11 year old <laughs> sounds I know like it does sound absolutely fake, but it's I, I've
3: just been odd. thinking of like innuendo <laughs> lines. I was just, I just want <laughs> to imagine what the lines could be in my head. Yeah, stick your fingers
1: in these holes. Yeah. Oh my God but um, put the Paul, I don't
2: know I knew you guys knew each other. I knew you guys started in, in in theater together I didn't know the name of the play was Foreplay Foreplay
1: oh, Keith Powell directed that oh.
2: just, uh, just
1: yeah that's the, a, yeah Keith, who are some Keith. of the other people in the uh, uh also Lou Indolini Lou Indolini who no one else really I love Lou everyone from Delaware loves <laughs> Lou <slow. laughs> <laughs> um, I really do love Lou. He's the best freaking person. Um, but no, but you're telling other Delaware crew people. Yeah, I mean, other yeah. Uh, I mean John Gallagher Jr. If you know, uh, he he and I also grew up together. We all grew up together. Um, and Neil Casey, mm-hmm. um, uh, who, who, Heather uh, Robb, of James, Heather Smith, Robb, James Clear from the Spring, Spring Standards.
2: Heather now no writes on, a, on on it's a no cruel Joseph. summer.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh it, it's just really interesting that all those people came out of like a children's theater and, yeah. and you still have connections. It's kind of yeah. like uh kind of like uh kind of like nepotism. Um, <laughs> 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 and and the podcast there. Uh, yeah. You know, I wish your, it, it was worked your out Kickstarter a success. Right, you know. uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So one thing I love about the show immediately, (laughs) (laughs) did I, I got a snort? Oh, that's great. So one thing I immediately loved about the show is how Aubrey's character is not just a single mom, but like a warrior and someone who can confidently be completely naked for an entire episode. And there's an unparalleled like strength there and empowerment. I can't help but wonder if that was your influence as the female of the writer's team. You know, I wanted to ask about being a female and a, you know, as one third of a, Writing troop and and being a female in the industry and that sort of thing.
2: Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, just want to say I'm, i feel very lucky and fortunate. I think it's the reason I was definitely personally drawn to working with each of these assholes. Mm, this is <laughs> going. No, no, they're not assholes at all. <laughs> they're, they're two of the most uh, you know empathetic, understanding. I mean, I, I honestly, I think, I think Laura truly was a creation of all. Of all three of us, for me, yeah, I'm I'm always obsessed with female lead badass characters. The I, I often uh, talk too much about the TV show The Avengers from the 1960s with Diana Rigg, Emma Peel is my idol, um, and so I you know I think we all bring some of our favorite uh, heroines and her- heroes into Laura. Definitely, I think about Emma Peel, and I definitely watch action movies like John Wick, and I'm like, I want you know. Want a fucking female to be kicking ass, um, and so and and for sure, for sure, I feel like in terms of, I was so excited ab- about exploring a mother daughter dynamic as someone you know, who had who who had a mother. Oh, that sounds oh, weird. Oh, me. she she passed away. I sounded weird. I said had a mother like it was like oh, I had a mother once, like in, like Dorlene does. But no, she passed away. But um, they're so. I I just I just think that they're so. Um, there's just there's some of the some of the most beautiful moments uh, memories I have and some of the most intense fights I ever had was 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 with her so um yeah I definitely I I feel lucky enough that I I'm working with two dudes really that that can understand I with- <laughs> um, <laughs> what she's trying
0: to say um, what she's trying
2: no two dudes that really but like under- understand. Women are both amazing listeners and that just, like, really... I mean, all three of us have very strong voices and we uh, encourage each other to, you know, to just have have all of our white voices in there. So yeah, I'm uh, a, that's, that's, that's my answer. I I lucked out. I lucked out. I'm not saying be for sure being a woman. We found the right people. Yeah. And I found the wrong people many a time in this, in this industry. And it's, and it sucked and it's been demoralizing and, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky. These, these do you two... want to say
3: their name, any of those people's names on the
2: podcast? Yes. It <laughs> was not Spain? Lou because Spain? Lou is <laughs> a freaking angel.
1: Okay. <laughs> 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 Lou um,
3: I do have a yeah. question about Lou, if you don't mind. Why doesn't he run for mayor of Delaware if everybody honestly, there is Honestly, in- he <laughs>
1: could. I think yeah. he's too smart to do this. Oh, no. <laughs> so there are
0: all sorts of nods to the horror audience in this series with Cenobites and monsters and all kinds of references. Kieran, what are some of your favorites?
3: Oh, from the series? Oh, man. Um... I mean, yeah. I mean, the the Hellraiser Cenobites are are obviously something that we love. We talked a lot about those Laura fight scenes. Like we talked a lot about, obviously, like John Wick. Like she was saying, Atomic Blonde. Like we love all that stuff. Mandy was one of them that we had recently seen when we were really starting to develop (laughs) the series, which was which was heavily inspired. Like while we were working on the pilot.
1: Actually, one moment that came to my mind that's like more of like a cinematic homage is in episode two. It's so small, but I just think it's hilarious. It's in episode two. It's the beginning. And when the mom and the and the dad are talking, they're having their sentimental moment. That just is like an it's from essentially like an insidious, Um, the end of insidious where like there's always that like that sentimental moment where we come in at like the end of the third act and like everything's going to be okay now. We're fine. We out of the woods, and so I just think that I know that's not exactly what you were looking, but I yeah, think yeah, yeah. those types of that's things great. are are very fun. I thing.
0: love that, and usually right after that is that final scare because yeah. you thought the demon was dead, yeah. but now it f- yeah. takes one last grab yeah. at the ankle. I always
2: so. wish it just that the demon took a grab earlier. I'm always like, we know yeah. it's coming, so take a grab in the middle yeah. of the middle Sometimes you got to yeah, yeah, unplug, recharge, right, and you're just right. get back. You're
3: And then I was thinking about, too, like, episode five. There's a lot of fun references there Mm -hmm. with the anger leeches. Like, obviously, we're thinking of Night of the Leeches. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um... And then also arachnophobia was one of our references for that as well. And then obviously some of those like Stepford Wives element elements as well in that plot. So, so what yes. are some
0: of your favorite horror movies?
2: My number my favorite my number one is uh, is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I, it was the one for me where I was I, I was really terrified of horror movies. Really like they would my brother would show me some and they would make me cry. And be like, turn it off. And you watched uh,
0: Texas Chainsaw Massacre and was like, "Oh, these aren't so bad." Yeah, I actually—it was crazy. It was, it was kind
2: of transformative. Where, uh, uh, well, you know, uh, d- transformative in my puny little mind as a as a high schooler. But I think I was sixteen, and he showed it to me, and I couldn't take my eyes off the screen. I I, I was—I found myself a few times like uh, like laughing super loud, uh, feeling there were moments of of dark dark comedy uh, at at the, at the dinner table scene, and just it just. I just was so overwhelmed by how natural it felt, how beautifully it was shot, and yet how over the top it was at the same time. And from then on, I i mean, I think I talked about it to everyone. I was like, there's a movie called The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And they'd be like, <laughs> oh, okay. But uh, yeah, that really started. And then I just, I went, I never, I went deep, deep in. And I still haven't come out. And you've never come out again. Yep. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, this one is, is, is like, a little... I mean, my favorite horror movie, which is going to seem very obvious for, like, this, this show is Rosemary's Baby, um, oh, yeah. which is, I, I just... I, I love psychological horror. Like, that's my favorite thing. Because I actually was, like... I. I I was actually a little traumatized by horror when I was young because I saw the It miniseries
0: and <laughs> yeah, I couldn't I've heard watch... that story before. <laughs> yes, and, I, and
3: my mom showed it to me. She didn't know what it was going to be really. She hadn't read the book, and I watched, it, and I was traumatized. So I couldn't watch horror movies for like a long time. So I think I kind of got into horror through more of like the psychological yeah. like angle because I couldn't watch stuff that was too graphic for a long time, and that is what really like sparked me to fall in love with horror. And then I just you know, went went down, went down the rabbit hole.
0: Yeah, tuned, yeah, sure. That's there. kind of my favorite, too. Like, The Ring is my all-time favorite movie, yeah. and that Ooh. one's just, like, an investigative journalism moment for most of the film. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, The Ring is, like, a movie that I hadn't really been scared by a horror movie when I went into theaters to see that movie for a really long time, <laughs> and that movie, like, I would look in, like, my rearview mirror and I would get scared every time I was in front of my TV for weeks after that movie, and I was like, Wow, nothing has really like hit me that hard in a really long time. So I thought it was I've so I've seen well. yeah. it maybe
0: 50 times, and wow. I showed it to my wife and her best friend while her best friend was in town this past week. And we watched it during the day, and there was a moment at night, and again, I've seen it like 100 times, it's my favorite movie, where I went into the other room to like just check and see if the back door was locked and just had a feeling mm. and was like, nope, Ooh. you gotta get under the covers right now where it's safe. <laughs>
2: my ring moment and and i was by this point i was watching all kinds of horror movies but i went with uh with my friend a Cuchiero. Uh, she was like for your birthday let's watch the ring we went to the theater and i had a moment where that first um girl in the closet oh. and yeah. the, the contorted face uh it was so Oof. impactful to me that i actually said i'll be i'll be back and i left the theater i went into die another day um, which was playing uh, at the theater next to it, <laughs> and stay there until I, uh, until for like an, I don't know, it felt like an hour and fifteen minutes, and came back. Oh. And as the girls come in out of the TV, and then I've watched many times since then. That is, but that torturous fit. Fa- that that was, was one of the most. Yeah. I, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I don't know
1: if I felt that visceral reaction. Yeah, you know, in a theater like ever, especially. Yeah. my wife did that
0: like, with Mad Max Fury Road. Really? Yeah, oh, she oh, wow. she turned to me and went, "I'll be right back." And it was <gasps> wow. when it was like an early date, so like I didn't know her that well, and she's goes I'll be right back and I looked over like an hour later and her like (laughs) purse and bag were there her purse and her jacket were there and I was like uh, she'll be back and watch the rest <laughs> of the film and then went outside afterwards and she was like I just saw Pitch Perfect 2 it was amazing oh <laughs>
2: wow. wow! that's when
0: I knew like oh this is the woman for me like that's you we can just be independent but we can also be together that's yeah. what's your favorite yeah. uh, horror movie um,
1: I'm I'm genuinely racking my brain I feel like I mean I feel like whatever we say is going to sound like trite but I uh, I think get out might be currently my favorite., mm. um, I think because it just blends, I think everything just flawlessly and it has so many levels and layers to it. And also there's the, like just it, it it deals, it just deals with so much. The scares are all there. It is really well acted, really well shot. Um, I just love it's funny I as it's hell. so funny. it's genuinely funny. I just think like and also cuz I p- definitely prefer typically like a cycle psycho- like psychological horror stuff mm-hmm. is definitely where I like veer more towards and the things that that scare me the most though are paranormal things. So I'm sort of all over the place but like I would I also wanna say that like TV horror has been really fantastic. Oh yeah. of like and you guys know my original gripe with it but I always now promote (laughs) it and push is any Flanagan thing. Yeah, I'm a Flanagan. I originally was not. (laughs) I originally was not because some of the monologues and stuff, especially in in uh, in uh, Hill House. But the way that he frames things are just, I think, like perfect, like perfect cinematic horror. It's just like there's so much empty space and there's so much to view, and it's just, I think he, yeah. So that's. I I agree, and
0: as someone who like. I'll i love pretty much anything that he does. I mean, look at those monologues with like such a twinkle in my eye or like a <laughs> wink to the audience because it's always like, "Hey, can you pass the toothpaste?" And then <laughs> and then someone with a deep grumply voice goes, "You know the thing about toothpaste
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: is as soon as you spit it out, slowest pushing, slowest pushing the flavor anymore, and it's the flavor." The lights dip around you. that gets yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and it's like 15 minutes later, yeah. and you're like, Holy shit, he was talking about his mother! Yeah, you know? exactly.
1: <laughs> It is every, yeah. And there's just a million of them, so that's yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, we were watching uh, Midnight Club, and there weren't any long monologues. And yeah. Courtney was like, "I'm not getting my Flanagan monologues in." Like, I don't <laughs> no, know. Yeah. And then there was I one episode, like. like episode seven, was a monologue. Yes.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I was just I was just listening. To, we were we were watching we were watching Hill House last night. we were listening to the Nothing monologue, which I think oh is like, God, that's, yeah. like the, that's like the that's like the that's the peak. That's like peak that's, monologue. Yeah. And at I one point, know. I said, "Let me guess, nothing." I said I said I
0: said out loud to to the TV screen, to the
3: TV screen. But I really I actually like kind of like I like I mean she gives a good she did a good job in the performance I mean and uh, yeah anyway I don't want yeah. to I I really I really love I really love his stuff the yeah. don't I'm way behind it's
2: yeah oh that's
0: to fine watch, you, gotta you gotta savor it you don't take your time it'll I haven't, be there I've yeah. really watched it I I, watch
1: I led them down the wrong path and they've held they've held this above me for years now I originally when the <laughs> when the show came out I plowed through it and because I couldn't stop and I was like, I don't think you guys should watch this. Um, it's just just monologue after monologue. I mean, there are some <laughs> really, really, really great scares and shot really well, but I, there's just so many monologues. And then I kept giving it more and more time. And then I eventually would told, I told them, it wasn't even that long after, I was like, mm-hmm. all right, maybe you guys should actually.
2: Yeah, no, I'm just, I mean, I just, I, I just watched, I just finished <laughs> Parks and Rec. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, oh, dear. Uh, well, we don't have time for the rest of that story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, you, you have so much ready. to watch. Yeah. And there's so much coming out oh, at yeah. such a high speed. Yeah. Why should people watch Little Demon?
2: Ooh, yeah. Uh, yeah, same yeah. Way. Don't do it. Don't do it. No. Uh, What? No, no, no. <laughs> do it. Please do it. We're really, just to first say, we're really fucking proud of Little Demon. Um, I think what's been exciting for people who have watched is they, they go in kind of expecting... One thing and it, it's it does start off, you know more straightforward setting up stories setting up uh, Setting up, you know, this world build building the characters, you know with a lot of crazy crazy Horror and jokes and then the second half of this season we were really able to explore territory with each of the characters that felt new and and uh, fresh and unexpected um, you know, it's not all straight up, uh, uh, comedy, comedy horror. And, uh, I, I'm just, I'm just really proud at, at the, 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 <laughs> the curvature of the, but I'm just really proud of where the show goes. I'm, uh, I'm, it's been so awesome seeing how people respond to, uh, certain episodes and how, how they, you know, tell some of their stories of, you know, of, 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 uh, Body dysmorphia that they have experienced, or or their own, you know, brutal mother daughter fight, or uh, you know, the, their own love story Let's talk this thing with the sea the sea hag.
1: What Darcy's trying to say. Sorry, <laughs> um, <No. what> she <laughs> is. Ch- <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so. You know, I'm so
2: sorry. I'm so. I should have just let you you guys talk. I'm so. It's okay. I'm so right. sorry. So we can, we I just. I, <laughs> think my, I think my tampon no. just is messing no. up my. My emotions
0: are <laughs> Seth. Are you kicking her under the table? Is <laughs> he has legs. very, very <laughs> long legs. Short yeah. tours. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like you
1: have more story to tell, too. Are you kind of hoping yes. for a season two? Yes, very, very, very much so. Hoping for a season two because there is so much more that we want to tell of these characters and that we would love to show of the world and all the other worlds that we can show. And, and we want to dive even deeper into like horror aspects and like and we feel like that the first season has really set things up really well so that now we can then live in this world properly. And and we just, we want people to continue to sort of like find things that they relate to within these characters and then keep finding, I don't know, ridiculous, crazy things happening. <laughs> <laughs> Watch Little
3: Watch Demon, the Demon, binge it, binge it's it. all on Hulu, or Maybe. if you're from another country, it's on Disney Star plus um, in most in most territories under
2: adult content <laughs> <laughs> um.
3: <laughs> I think um, for season two, yeah, we have so much territory to explore with these characters. I mean, we, we don't even know about Sa- what happened with Satan and Laura in the past, mm-hmm. how these two got together. Mm-hmm. There's so much there. I mean, we know. <laughs> yeah. We know. I have a question for you. Is this the so, best interview you've ever, you've yeah. ever had? No. Uh, One third yeah, of it is, it.
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, damn. Oh, shit. He so, just said.
0: I always like to wrap up my show with kind of like a rapid fire uh, <gasps> thing. I don't know how it's gonna go with three people, but I'll pose the question and then we we'll just do short, uh, short answers. Should
2: you one two like really fast one two yeah, three? Yeah yeah yeah. Like- I'm it. always I'm first. Gonna... No, I don't think I'll so. I'll go first. I'll go first. No. Oh, I'm scared. Oh, whatever, whatever you okay. want to
0: do. Um, okay. You- yeah. Tell me something you've never told. Something. No. Oh. Um, what- <laughs> I was like, no. Oh! What makes you keep going? What makes you keep creating?
2: Uh, it, oh, it doesn't fuck. have to be that yeah. fast. It's, it, it's yeah. There's no points. <laughs> there's no timer. I think it's a, I, th- I, I think it's a, a disease. Uh. Uh. It's a, a very a very uh, joyful one, and then you remember how long it takes. But I don't know. I I my my brain just loves to think of stories that. Can be told from from new angles and 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 you know stories from from my life that I can put into into a show and I and I, and I think has accessibility or or can start a, a discussion and uh, yeah and it's and it's a and it's, a, and it's a, a disease a disease it's where I have too much energy in my. Uh, Brain and body. Some might call it like I don't know, undiagnosed ADHD, and it goes into uh, uh, thinking of stories. I would say it's a, a very
3: grounded joy. That's what keeps me <laughs> <it> going.
1: <laughs> yeah. I like uh, <laughs> laughing and making people laugh and connecting with people through story. What do you wish people knew about
0: um, creating a TV show?
2: How much thought uh, and pages and pages and pages go into character uh, writing design animation storyboard uh, how much love there is and how tirelessly every single person in 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 the animation process works
3: it's very romantic to like share something in the world and to collaborate with really talented people but there's so much about it that is not romantic at all in terms of (laughs) just like the patience you need to have in every day, just putting one foot after another, just pushing the ball forward until you get to the to the end goal. And then it becomes romantic for a moment when you get to share it with the world. But yeah, just like mm-hmm. if you want to work in television, you just really have to make sure you have like the work ethic and and the patience to do it because it's a lot. yeah,
2: well, put
1: are there days you want to quit? Seth first? Yes. I'm going to flat out to say, yes, there are definitely days I want to quit um because not everything is going to be. Uh, bright and sunny all the time there is going to absolutely be v- incredibly difficult times um, and uh, but I'm very happy that I have not and that I will not
3: that was just for Seth right that was just
1: for <laughs> <laughs> oh you're just trying to get me- oh yeah oh yeah I mean if you guys want to pay me out let's do it I told him to ask you that question <laughs>
0: I will skip ahead to my final question we'll just, though, edit. We do have we'll just
1: edit It's like just edit it's like do you want to quit and like yes like, then that's just yeah, and then all you have and
2: then, then contractual of us, if we look sad if we ever look what's real your sad. Venmo Josh <laughs> yeah. oh this is going just as planned alright
0: final final question what do you do for your mental health uh, when when you go through the ups and the downs and, and things get rejected or things have to be rewritten that you truly loved and you get in that dark space what, what do you do for yourself how do you recalibrate
2: I honestly think uh, for me, that's something that's an uh, there's I'm actively still exploring and try to trying to figure out um, the, the, the best thing I can do is do it, do whatever it takes to get perspective, because I think any moments of when you go into that dark place has to do with losing, losing perspective of uh, of the world, world around you and your job. And uh, and so, you know, I for the first time did a. Uh, just float where you, you know, you go into the sensory deprivation and you, and your mind goes blank. Um, and that, and I was like, Oh, you know what? I think more of this, more of, more of a meditation things to, to ground me and, and just remind me of, uh, of, of gratitude, but I'm still working. I'm still working on it.
3: Yeah, no, I think, I I think like anything, yeah, that, that kind of gets i think for me like gets me away from like screens in general because there's so much time especially in animation where you're just in front of screens all day so like hiking has been a big thing for me and i think sometimes like you know just really getting grounded like sometimes i even going back east is a great place for me and Mm. like hang out with some of my high school friends who aren't in the industry at all Mm. and just being around people that like Knew you when you were like really young and like th- those sort of connections and, and, and that sort of stuff. I don't know. And like, I think you know, trying to get around with family too and that sort of stuff is, is really grounding for me.
1: I mean, I would say very similar things is that like it does, it has absolutely and still is a process and I think will continue to be a process. Um, <clears throat> but I would say, um, like therapy has worked for me. I need to get, but uh, a lot of times when like you get into such like a rut, it's difficult to go to therapy.
2: Especially uh, with our schedules. With the schedules. Yeah. And
1: then with like... And then exercise has also helped for me as well. Um, And then I like... But also specifically, I like need quiet in my own space and setting up boundaries in my own place and like grounding myself and just finding just quiet, I think. And then sometimes when I need to just like, re- like shut off, but it's not entire... It's not the healthiest, but I will like just watch trash i'll just watch like mm. oh yeah it's Real not like smiles, uh, honestly like love yeah. island uh, mm. like actually genuinely helped me it's not like i wouldn't say that it's like the it's not a longevity sort of thing for like mental health but it does in the moment <laughs> help me sort of just like check out it just helps me like lock into this thing of just like this is for me joy and i i yeah it's 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 like eye candy and so, yeah.
3: and sometimes the three of us like one thing that we do do together is we'll go to like really affluent neighborhoods and we'll <laughs> smash mailboxes or, or vandalize yeah. people's yeah. property yeah. and that yeah it yeah, gives us a sense of like it takes, gives us power it's, it's very LA, LA. Yeah. it really, yeah.
2: it really yeah. does mm-hmm. we've, we've dug up a lot of Corpses. gardens <laughs> gardens um, <laughs> no, well, I want to thank you guys so much for coming on the show
0: Little Demon corpus. is out it's on Hulu or Disney Star Plus under the adult section <laughs> um, oh, all oh, the episodes boy. are out now ben Binge, 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 Yeah, uh, it's worth it. it. Thank you so much for having us. We
2: love you, Josh. we do. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you so much. How about you?
0: That's it for the show today. If you like these conversations and you want to hear more, the most helpful thing you can do is subscribe to Haunting Season right here where you're listening now. If you have time to write a review, that helps with the ranking too, big time. If you wanna watch my horror movie reviews and other generally spooky short form content, you can follow Haunting Season on TikTok. Every follow gets me closer and closer to being able to do these big things that are going on in my head that I just cannot wait to show you. I have such sights to show you. It's all for you. And one last thing, if you're interested in hearing my original scary stories with 360 degree soundscapes, it's my favorite thing that I do. It's the closest thing to a Haunting Season movie. So far, you can find them in season one of the podcast or on YouTube under a name. You're never going to guess in a million years. I, I say it every time it's haunting season. It's all haunting season links, of course, in the show notes haunting season and horror talk were created by me, Joshua Sterling Bragg. It's a joint production with the leave limited and Mac Euland, The show's edited by Todd Jackson with support from k meal and is produced by Keith Cornerlock. All the music in the show was created for Haunting Season by the northern synth Board, North Innsbruck. Their music rocks. It's synthy and amazing. It's linked in the show notes. Thanks for listening. Come back next time because we're more likely to survive if we stick together.